Hi, this is Matthew Mercer, voice of Trey from Final Fantasy Type-0 HD, and you're listening to Final Fantasy Union. And welcome to another special edition of the Final Fantasy Union podcast, celebrating the release of Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. Yay! I'm your host. <laughs> I'm your host, Lauren, and I'm here with Dan from Square Enix. Hello, and Matthew Mercer. Hi, Matt. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for having <laughs> oh, me. Oh, thanks for coming on. It's awesome to get to talk to Trey, <laughs> the one and only Trey. He's a, a man after my own heart. Yes, definitely. Um, so yes, as we said, Matt plays Trey in the game, who is a bit of a know-it-all, but he has a heart of gold. Yeah, he doesn't mean You to might be. also recognize Matt's work on other games, like Resident Evil 6, where he plays Leon, uh, Persona 4 Arena, where he plays Kanji, uh, Tekken 6, where he's Lei, which is one of my favorite characters to play as, like, not, not even, like, joking there. Um, are you any good, though? He's awesome. No, are you he any does, good, though? Oh, oh, am I any good? Oh, <laughs> that's another question. <laughs> well, if I'm playing by myself, I'm good. If I'm ha. playing against other people, no. But that's for another time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but aside from that, he's also had many roles in anime series and films, like Attack on Titan, where he plays Levy, uh, Kill a Kill, where he plays Akuro uh, Mitsuki, and Akira, where he plays Walla. But aside from voice acting, Matt acts as the dungeon master in Geek and Sundry's uh, Critical Role, yes. which actually includes a number of Final Fantasy voice actors, including Orion Akaba, who plays Nine in Type Zero, um, Liam O'Brien, who you might know as Caius, um, and Laura Bailey, who plays Sarah. So it's like, you know... D and D with Final Fantasy characters. Although there are there are other voice actors as well. We we can't forget about them. But they're like, not as cool. Is that what you're trying to say? About half. Like that. That's a lot. It's Final Fantasy I mean, family. Like, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're they're a good bunch. Indeed. Um, and it, it's it's totally epic. So if you have a chance to check it out, definitely do. Do do it. <laughs> Go do it. Or else. Yes. Um, However, before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone that Final Fantasy Union is a part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Game Union Network and comes out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. All right, so now we are going to get into the questions. Our first question... I <laughs> know it's intense now. Um, our first question is from Aswad, who asks, "As a massive fan, Final Fantasy fan, what is your favorite Final Fantasy game and why?" Oh, uh, I knew that question was coming. Uh, <laughs> I'm torn because I think overall Final Fantasy VI to me was is the the best in the series personally, um, as far as story structure, uh, the the the. I don't know. There's something about that game to me that was just so wonderfully put together with still one of the best villains, in my opinion, Kefka. Uh, so that has such a, a, a dear place in my heart. But I think seven, when it came out, affected me very strongly. It was the first like cinematic one. And it kind of changed the direction of RPGs and how they were presented from that point forward. It was so impactful to both the genre and to me when it came out. Like I, I played through 
eight times, I think. I've put more than probably 500 hours into Final Fantasy VII, so uh, I'm a little partial. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> you can recite it back and forth, pra- you know? Practically. Well, a lot of it had to deal with the fact that back then there was that, back when the internet was much tinier, there was the rumor that you could resurrect Aerith. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, don't tell uh, me. <laughs> so uh, I played through many times trying to do everything perfect, and then it wouldn't happen. I'd be like, what the hell? All right, I'll try again from the top, and... Yeah, there's egg on my face. Oh. Yeah, back in the days before, <laughs> yeah, you realized that those were just hoaxes. Exactly. Scrolling through GeoCities and Angel Fire websites. Oh, jeez. GeoCities. <laughs> oh. oh, those were the days. Printing those off, yeah, pages of pages of just text. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah <laughs> highlighting all the bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say the good old days. No, they kind of sucked, but. Not comparatively, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah, next question is, um, uh, have you actually had, had a chance to play Type Zero? yourself i have i have i've I've only gotten a few hours in uh as my free time has been extremely limited these past few months oh I'm, I'm actually i'm planning a game vacation soon where i'm going to go through that witcher 3 and uh i think those those are the two main ones right now that i'm, I'm i have gnawing at my heels because i just uh it's killing me as, as a kid who grew up a hardcore gamer being an adult with responsibilities has been a very difficult transition but i'm gonna fight it i'm gonna fight it <laughs> Yeah, something, something I think we can all relate to on the podcast here. But- I am jealous, though. I haven't had time to actually play through, because um, I saw your Hot Pepper uh, review. I haven't actually had time to play through Bloodborne yet, and I'm oh. totally jelly that you had time to play that. That that was when I had to make time for because I knew that was coming. So that was like, a, yeah. you know, I get home, have to like carve out three hours every night for a few weeks in advance to make sure I finish that in time. And plus, I'm just a big fan of that series anyway, and that oh, came out before the It's my others. heart. Yeah, it's so good. It is. Uh, it's epic. I've never been able to get into the Souls games or that style of game. Yeah, it's not for everyone. No, but it's for nah, me. No, it it's definitely is rage inducing. Daryl and I are trying to um, uh, platinum Demon Souls at the moment, and Ooh. yeah, it definitely takes a very strong person. <laughs> yeah, those are those trophies tough to get because I've not even looked. I know obviously it's the game like, is tough, but how difficult is the game compared to getting the trophies? It's th- it's really the Black Phantoms. The Black Phantoms are horrible, absolutely horrible. They're they're the meanest the meanest creatures ever created in a game. But oh, man, you, you you come out of that experience like tempered steel at that point. Like nothing <laughs> can phase you. Life you can, can play throw. any game ever. <laughs> play and play play has nothing to do with it at this point. Life can throw any sort of tragedy at you, and you're like, that's okay. I can handle it. I got I platinum in Dark Souls. Souls champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um. So obviously, you've had quite a few roles over the years. Was there anything different about playing Trey? He was fun because he reminded me of me in high school. I was very much kind of the bookish kid who other kids went to to ask for questions or occasionally to pay to do their homework. Well, they paid yeah. you. Well, I, you know, you got to make money somehow when you're a kid. Nice. But, <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, 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 I was, I, I was, I was that, that, that smart kind of uh, geeky kid who when somebody decided they wanted to talk to me about something I was interested in, they couldn't shut me up. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I definitely can... can <laughs> Connect with Trey on that level. <laughs> that and the fact that only a few people really took him or me seriously. So, uh, so that was fun. Also, I'm just a big fan of, of bows. I, I, I love archery. I think it's a really, really, really cool art form and, uh, and weapon style. And so uh, when I found out that Trey used that as a weapon we were recording on, I was like, okay, okay, that's awesome. I'm happy with that. Uh, nice range <laughs> support unit in the party. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I was 
I was really enjoying the character even more and more as he went through the recording for him, and I was happy that uh, happy that he was so well received when the game came out. Yeah, he's re- yeah, I really like Trey. Actually, he's um he's such a beast. You know, if you get um his concentrate move and you get max power when you hold, you know, you charge up his attack, he is such a beast. Damn so, right. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth using in your team. Definitely. The next question is from a chap called Ninja Sheik, and he asks, "What was it like voicing, you know, a, a, I say a quote unquote a cute." Know it all like Trey. I mean, obviously you've, you say you can relate to him on a kind of a personal basis, but was there anything special you had to do to prepare? Or was it like just remembering back like you did like in high school and just regressing almost? Right. right. <laughs> a, l- a little bit that. Also his voice is, is higher, he's younger, and he has a, a little more of that, that very proper diction and wanting to make sure that he expresses himself in a very, uh, uh, intensely, uh, interested way and he's excited to express these ideas but you know he's still uh he stays in that 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 place of of general soft-spoken excitement uh for a lot of his dialogue and and for me when you get to play a lot of dynamic characters you you enjoy kind of playing in many different ranges trey is interesting because he he keeps himself guarded he keeps his emotions pretty much in check through most of the game so for him he kind of plays this uh this rock to the party to where other people might be going through emotional roller coaster rides or having emotional outbursts, he, for the most part, he's the one consistent note in the in the adventure. And so it was it was a fun challenge to find really emotional points in the story, but still keep him contained, but still still be able to to get across that he's affected by the circumstance that's happening. So it was a fun acting challenge in that regard. And there was a lot of of cute scenes like him in sync and and a lot of uh, fun fun dialogue moments that I, I felt exemplified his personality that were, were a good time so uh so as far as preparation goes and 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 getting into that character like you said it was a little bit of pulling from my my past history uh and just guys yeah, connecting with the idea of of a person who is so logical and 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 so intelligence based that they almost get too distracted by their own knowledge to be largely affected by the dangers or the tragedy around them. So with that being said, you said that he's quite a grounded character. How do you think he like keeps it together so much? I mean, he's so rudely interrupted throughout the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> How does he deal with it? <laughs> I, I guess that's another thing I can definitely commiserate with him. Uh, uh, we're both very patient, very, <laughs> very patient people. And he, I, I think with him, it's because... For one thing, I think he's just happy to have friends, mm. and he's happy to to be around people that understand and accept him for how he is. Even though he can be a little bit of a of a know it all, he can be a little bit of a uh, a little obnoxious with his eagerness to share information that he knows and trying to inform others. And he means it honestly, and 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 with nothing but positive intent. But you know, some people get a little frustrated or, or bored with that. So I guess he he expects that there will be people talking over him and cutting him off, and he's gotten to the point of being used to it because i think he understands that it's not meant in a way that is uh cutting him down at all it's just kind of it's how life is and he just accepts it and moves on and hopes for his next chance to continue his thought (laughs) (laughs) i could see him being a little frustrated but i don't think it it's anything that uh that affects him negatively do you think he's he kind of like there's a couple of scenes where he just continues and just keeps going and just keeps talking, you know, when <laughs> Sice in particular, I think, is always the person who's on like, okay, shut up now. But do you think there's like, yeah. there's a part of, part of Trey where he's just like, you know what, I know you don't want to listen, but I'm going to talk. 
I just want to talk. I'm going to, like, almost like, I'm going to annoy you, because I know it annoys you, but I just also want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think there are probably a few moments there. I think there are moments where he, where he knows the information he has are very important, uh, or it is very important, and he, he is afraid that it'll get lost in the mix of people just immediately tune him out because they're used to doing that a lot of times. So I think he can be forceful with this information, and I think there is an underlying element of frustration at times when he feels that, uh, what he knows is very pertinent to a circumstance. So, uh, so yeah, and 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 he also likes to hear himself talk because uh, <laughs> he he spent a lot of time researching all this information. It'd be a shame if he was the only one that really knew it. Very true. Very true. A wealth of knowledge. Indeed. Mm. Mm. So I guess after our other chat, I mean, this this question might seem pretty obvious, but um, if you were part of Class Zero, what weapon or you know abilities or powers would best suit you? Would you be Trey, or would you feel like you'd more be suited, or would you want to be? A different member. Uh, if I were, if I were my own member of the troop, I would. I'm not much of a fighter, really. Uh, <laughs> I'd be the. I'd be the group diplomat. <laughs> I'd be the face man. I'd be. I'd be the one they bring in to talk out of the battle. They're like, well, I guess we could fight this, or we'll send in Matt to go ahead and see if we can figure this out without battle, and then either I'll come back with my head on a pike, or <laughs> we won't have a won't have a fight to worry about. <laughs> you know, it's a rough life being a diplomat. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> well, it's wear a nice sharp uh, suit. If I had it. Exactly, mm. you know. Or uh, if I had to choose a weapon, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of of giant two handed great swords, flambers, mm. you know, big kind of an- anti cavalry weaponry, which should not be used in melee against anything but cavalry. But I just think it just looks cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's maybe it's the classic you know Buster Sword cloud fascination, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that'd, that'd be a lot of fun. Plus, it looks like something I would never actually wield and they wouldn't expect me to use, which would be kind of a fun surprise. <laughs> well, to be fair, Ace does, you know, wield magic cards. So I guess it's true. Any, any kind of weapon goes. <laughs> true enough. <laughs> <laughs> actually, come to think of it, big swords were kind of lacking in, in Type-0 HD. I don't think there See? is one character that a, has... Not a big broadsword, no. No. You got a... So we just that, have that to that add Matt in. Fit. We just have to add Matt in, just like you know, DLC Trey, and then and then and then just Matt Mercer. We could have all these awkward conversations where we both are trying to form each other repeatedly. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> be the longest conversation you two have. Perfect. I would love that. <laughs> DLC right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's it. We're pitching it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this next one is from um, Arania Karatsko who asks, what are similarities that you share with Trey? Which you've already, you've already sort of said, like the knowledge thing, but are there anything, are there any others? Uh, actually, other than the hair color, we have a very similar hairstyle, <laughs> uh, which, which they showed me the, the artwork for the character. And I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, I, I hope they cast me because of my voice, and not just my hair. Uh, <laughs> yep, your long flowing locks. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a lot of similar personality traits. Um, and uh, and visually, th- there are some similarities. I'm a little goofier looking than Trey, but we definitely have a hair a hair similarity going on. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's a little <laughs> bit of an ongoing joke that sometimes I have on um on the Final Fantasy Facebook page when we we've, we've been posting up our other interviews with other cast members. And initially, at least initially, like loads of people would always comment, saying, "Oh wow, the actor looks just like the character." And uh, <laughs> every time, every time there was an actor, even then there was. It became some people just really don't look the same, and people would still be like, "Oh, they kind of look similar." Like, what are you talking about? No, they don't. And so it's kind of a bit of an <laughs> ongoing joke with with the community. Like, some people are now 
on our last couple of interviews, you're like, oh, you know, just kind of jokingly like, oh, hmm, I think this guy looks about, you know, 70% like the, like the person. <laughs> I, I hope after this one that they say, oh, he looks absolutely nothing like him. What is he talking about? We have had one. Sort of... We have had one saying saying your hair matches. So you did nail that one on the head. Good. Good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So next question from uh, Samson. Is it Eda? 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 Or Samson Eda? Asks, yeah, I think so. Yeah, e- okay. Um, he asks, have you ever acted like Trey does when he is explaining something? Like in real life, in a real life situation. Oh, uh, often, and I'm equally uh, interrupted. <laughs> often, uh, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where I I really enjoy informing people. I, I enjoy explaining things that people people might might not understand as much, or if, especially if it's something I'm very passionate about. Especially if it's something I'm very passionate about. I've I've had people ask me recently who had no idea how role playing. Games like tabletop pen and paper role playing games, which has been a big part of my life growing up. Uh, obviously, based on our show Critical Role D and D, it's a big part of my life. Um, and I've had people ask me, "So, how, how does that work?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, smash cut to 15 minutes later, mm-hmm. and I'm still like partially into my discussion, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just my moving my hands around a lot, and I'm really animated, and they've already checked out and probably start walking away from me. Oh, um, <laughs> and then you follow them. Like, oh, we've only just gone through character creation." Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. No. Now we need to get into actual storyline and invention. And yeah, it's 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 bad. So I do that a lot. Or like if I'm in a grocery store and ask someone how they're doing, and like I'm doing well. How about you? I'm like I'm doing well. Day's been like this, and then this happened, and this happened, this happened, and they're just like, oh please. Yeah. <laughs> it was small Aww. talk. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's it, once you get me going, that's I guess we'd say it can be hard to stop at times. <laughs> Well, this next one is from Aswad again, who is talking about Dissidia. Now, have you, um, I- I'm guessing you know about Dissidia? You've played Dissidia? Oh, yeah. No, uh, I've, okay. I've definitely played it. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so which character is your sort of go-to character to play as? I mean, once again, with, with the love of, of the Buster Sword and my, my seven appreciation, <laughs> Cloud was my first immediate go-to, but, but once Kefka was available. Oh, that's true. Oh, you went for Kefka, not Terra? Terra? Terra's great. I love the character, but, but I don't know, the crazy clown villain, man. <laughs> He's so fun and just an I, – I wish I could have had the opportunity to voice him. Oh, that would have been epic. come through for that, I would have, I would have gone absolutely bonkers. I remember I, I got – I'll how about right now so, you do, do a quick impression? Yeah, you know, do, do a quick, quick – Kef- do the laugh. <laughs> Can you, could you do the Kefka laugh? <laughs> I can do the, the, uh, the 16-bit version. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's amazing. But now for – Exactly, but no, he's, he's more of the Joker, so, you know, he's that interesting, very creepy and awkward manipulative type. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely the Joker of, of the Final Fantasy series. Very much so. It's funny how we always very, sort very of, so. like, go to those characters, though. I mean, like, yeah, I absolutely love the Joker in the Batman series, and Kefka is is also right up there. I just find him absolutely fascinating. Well, th- I think a lot of that draws from the fact villains, classic villains and archetypes and storytelling, th- there are the, the tragic misunderstood villains, you know, uh, the, the villains that were wronged and are now seeking mm. vengeance, uh, those that uh, it's just the atmosphere they were raised around. They, they know nothing but evil as their way of life. Kefka, the Joker, those are all characters 
that are anomalies. They are psychotic. They There is no rhyme or reason to their actions, and their motives are purely selfish for the, in, the sick, twisted enjoyment of the pain they inflict upon others. And it's such an awful, uh, hard-to-understand uh, personality, you know, seed that it, it's also intriguing. The same way that, like, you know, studying crim- criminal minds and, and uh, uh, the idea behind why people do bad things. It's a really fascinating psychological study. And I think those characters embody all those aspects of those weird, terrible, quirky, misunderstood, or uh, hard to understand reasonings. And so I don't know, I'm, I'm drawn to that because they're such a, they're agents of chaos that you're just like, I, why are you doing this? Why would, that's, why would you think of that? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my, that, that's my thought. Mm, definitely. Sorry, I went on a tray tangent. No, no, no. <laughs> That's the thing now, a tray tangent. We're, yeah. We're going to hashtag that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> tray tangent. So I guess we've already touched on the fact that um, you're you're a big gamer. What initially got you into gaming? Was it uh, a family member or the friends or just that you discovered on your own? Uh, I think my first introduction to gaming was through my grandmother, actually. Wow. Uh, I was very young. I must have been like three or four and we went to visit my grandma it was in the smoky mountains of georgia and she was she, like she my, my granny she's no longer with us but she uh she read fantasy novels she raised me on Piers anthony and tolkien and all, all these you know great great classic fantasy books she'd read for me and she was an early adopter of gaming systems she had an atari atari 2600 and so she introduced that to me when we were visiting her then shortly after that, my parents, who also, you know, they played Centipede and uh, Asteroids, all those classic games when they first got together. So gaming was kind of in the family life before I was. And uh, so they got me an Atari after they saw that I liked it at my grandma's. And then I eventually, as I got older, saved up for a Nintendo. And that was that was kind of it from there. Once the <laughs> NES had found its way into the home, once I discovered... Like the early Dragon Warrior and the first Final Fantasy, it was uh, it was a done deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, so have you been epic. so you've been with Final Fantasy since the original on the NES? Very much so, and I've I've played uh, pretty much every single one, including all the side ones, including the Mystic Quests. Uh, depending on whether or not you consider those actual Final Fantasies, <laughs> is up to debate. Yep, <laughs> hardcore. But yeah, no, that's definitely <laughs> awesome. So, getting back to sort of Critical Role type stuff. Yes. Um, you're obviously the dungeon master on that. Um, when you're not the dungeon master, what what type of character do you normally like? Sort of play as? Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, it's one of those circumstances where the combination of both being an adult with responsibilities <laughs> and uh, and being the dungeon master for for the game. I don't have a lot of time to actually play Aww. with other campaigns. Uh, it's it's that that always a DM curse. But uh, the occasional times that I have in the past, uh, I've uh, I played a dwarven fighter for a while because I'd always play caster classes when I was younger, and I wanted to try something different. I had a lot of fun with him, and then uh, I, I always gravitate towards magic users. I just I like the utility. I like the functionality of having many different tools in my toolbox. And, uh, you know, being able to deal damage is cool, but I also like having little outs and little little secret ways of getting around challenges and, and being creative with what I have at my disposal. So magic users, definitely. And as far as classes go, 
I'm going to push towards the bard because I think the bard doesn't get enough love. People have, <laughs> been, people have been crapping all over the <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> Spoonie bards in particular, I cannot defend. <laughs> but but bard, the bard class, I think it gets a lot of crap and has for a long time. And I think it's one of the most unappreciated, but also one of the most clench, uh, most clutch classes in, in the game. And it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, like um, playing through Type 0 HD, like uh, uh, Deuce, she's epic. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely epic. Yeah. She just plays her little flute and just goes to town it's awesome you know what's that you guys you guys needed bladed weapons to kill stuff you know we need that yeah i can kill stuff and sound pretty yeah what it's always so funny <laughs> when you do it though because like there's a big behemoth coming towards her and she's just like do 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 i'm just playing my song skipping around as well as like completely trolling <laughs> it's so good <laughs> Makes you wonder if she's that good or that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She could have a pretty sadistic mind in there. It's always the really <laughs> sweet ones. You just have to watch out for them. Yeah, keep an eye out. Mm. <laughs> All them twisted thoughts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's all the questions that we have. But no. um, thank you so much, Matt, for hanging out with us and chatting with us. No worries, guys. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And uh, be sure to check back with us in the future, guys, because um, who knows? We might even have more Final Fantasy interviews coming out in the future. But yes, thank you so much again, Matt. No worries. You guys take care. Thanks for having me. And uh, all you folks out there listening for the next fun interviews to come.